0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: It's ESPN New York Tonight. Thank you for joining us at 98.7 ESPN. We'll get to your calls in a minute. Right now, it's time to welcome back because he did such an outstanding job before. Jamal Bailey, Senator for the 36th District of the New York Senate. That includes portions of Baychester, Bedford Park, Country Club, Eastchester, Fordham, Morris Park, Norwood, Parkchester, Riverdale, Tremont, Wakefield, Williamsbridge, and Woodlawn in the Bronx, as well as Mount Vernon and Westchester County. State Senator Bailey, welcome back to ESPN New York tonight.
0: Larry, thank you for having me. And, and that, and that, um, and that, and that Vox playing just now, we're going to make it. I think we are going to make it, man. I, I appreciate that music coming on just now. Thank you.
1: No, nah, no problem. Thanks for giving us a couple of minutes. Uh, Senator Bailey, we had a, we had a poll last night and I was asking my audience, where do we, what do we need to do to move forward? How do we handle this moving forward? And they said it's about getting out to vote. So there were a number of questions voting wise. So I want you to think about this as, as, as folks who fell asleep in their class on government (laughs) in high school. No problem. (laughs) And who missed out on voting and legislatures and stuff like that. But first of all, seriously, how are your constituents doing? How are they dealing with this tragedy?
0: It is, it's, it's, it's been tough. I, I represent a community, a district comprised um, majority of the people that are in my district are people of color um, many of who have had incidences in their own personal lives or have felt tragedies related to police misconduct in the past and that it, maybe it's the convergence of the fact that we've been in quarantine for so long and maybe it's because uh, at least in my humble opinion the the, the killing and I believe murder of uh, George Ford was so egregious in court on video I, I think that's why it's even more traumatic and and we are doing what we can and and letting people know that it's okay to protest. It's okay to let your voices be heard, but we have to make sure that people understand that, that, that there's dissent in democracy without destruction. You don't have to destroy your communities in order to simply be able to dissent and peacefully protest. We have to make our voices heard any kind of change that we've ever gotten in this country. Um, uh, socially, were because people stood up and they dissented based upon what was happening. Um, we just have to be able to do that in a way that we're not destroying our community, and, and, not, and I've been speaking up. And for the most part, my community is really stepping up, and they're doing it in a, in a great way.
1: And the frustrating thing about it, uh, Mr. Bailey, is very simple: is that not only does it deter from what we're doing and the message we're trying to have, but it also Ruins the economics in our community, which is already struggling because of the Corona nineteen virus.
0: You know, it is it is the the imperfect storm. Uh, we're we're by far the hardest hit um, by Corona by, by the COVID nineteen crisis, uh, based upon some of the um, the the the, the, the pre existing medical conditions that our communities have had because of lack of healthcare and because of lack of economic opportunity, and um, and now what's happening with. This situation with the um, with the, the recent killing of George Floyd and the Ahmaud Arbery and the Breonna Taylor and even Eric Garner and going back so many times that this is this is really um, bringing back so many harmful memories for so many people in our communities and and it's kind of when is enough enough and it's it's been a tough time but i I think that we are resilient people not just communities of color but i think we're resilient people in the state and i and i I believe that um together we're we're going to be able to get through this i truly believe that
1: state senator bailey there's been a number of things and a number of issues that we've had discussed it's been discussed on all the shows here on Nine Eight Seven espn and that is concern about what we've seen with police, how they handle the chokehold, for example, what we saw, unfortunately, with Mr. Floyd uh, that led to his death. Uh, how can we as voters let our representatives know that we want some type of reform? How can that happen? How do we do that? What What's the legislative way to get that done?
0: So the the first way is to understand how things get done in your state government, right? Uh, New York has what's called the bicameral house. We have two houses. We have the state assembly and the state senate. In order for us to be able to make anything a law, right, it has to pass the assembly and the senate and also be signed by the governor. In the New York state senate, there are 63 members, so you need a majority um, of st- you need 32 people. That means you need 32 members of the New York state Senate to be able to vote affirmatively for that piece of legislation. And that comes first. that's that's already first is just knowing who your representatives are, um, mm-hmm. that that you should know who represents you. If you're in the city, if you're in Westchester, Long Island, if you're in Jersey, if you're in Connecticut, I don't know. I don't know the, the, the political systems in Jersey and Connecticut as well as I know New York state. Mm-hmm. but uh, they're generally similar. At least I know in New Jersey with the assembly and the Senate, but you have to know who represents you and understand that voting isn't something we do every four years for the president. Voting is something that we do every year. As I said, as I say, I'll say a hundred times, if there is an election, you should, you have to vote in it. And if they still elect door catchers, I don't even know if they, if they ever did elect like door catchers. Right. I know the phrase, right. But mm-hmm. if they elect a door catcher in your area, You have to vote for that, for that dog catcher. Every single thing that you do, that we do in society is predicated upon your participation in government. Um, you know, it's critical that people put their voices up and make sure that they start to vote, that they know who the representatives are and that they contact their representatives when they're passionate about a piece of legislation. And don't be afraid to ask questions. There's no such thing as a bad question. Um, the, the bad question that's asked is the unasked question. So hold us accountable because we work for you.
1: Uh, I know you've heard this cause I've heard it a lot. they go to put in who they want to put in. I don't waste my time voting. It's fixed. It's rigged. I, I voted. My guy didn't win. My, the lady I voted for, she didn't win. I'm not, I'm done. What do you say to that?
0: I would say that. We've had a district attorney's race in Queens decided by less than 100 votes. We've had state assembly races in the Bronx decided by less than 10 votes. Um, We have had um, there there have been races in Virginia, most famously Virginia, with the control of the Virginia State Senate was predicated upon a coin flip because it was a literal tie. So if you were in Virginia and you didn't vote for Shelley Simons, right. And, 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 uh, I, and she was, the she was a Democrat and she was running for state Senate in Virginia. If Miss Simons had won, they would have won democratic control in, 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 uh, in the Virginia state Senate for the first time in quite some time. If one person, literally one person went to the polls to vote for Miss Simons on that day, the entire, like, the, the, the hands are in different, like, the, the legislative branch of the state the state Senate's control is in different hands. And this isn't, this isn't a partisan thing. I, I happen to be a Democrat. That's who I am. But it's about what whatever party you're enrolled in or if you're not enrolled in a party. you got to vote. It counts. Trust me.
1: My guest is State Senator Jamal Bailey. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. You know, there, there's a, uh, speaking of partisan and nonpartisan, uh, State Senator, there's always this discussion of among African Americans, like, okay, we need our, who wants our vote? Come, come, come make our vote worthwhile. How, you know, what do we need to do to make our vote more uh, appealing so that people feel candidates feel that you know what and, and as black and brown folks okay this is what we're going to do to get your vote how, how do we do that
0: i think that people have to one make themselves avail themselves of everything that they can right ensuring again making sure that they are registered to vote and they should come to us come to their elected officials or the candidates that are running for office with concrete issues and concerns that they have and you should vote for the candidate that you believe would address these um, these concerns most efficiently, right? Uh, and, and it's about accountability. Um, elected officials work for their constituents. It's not it's not the other way around, right? Like sometimes uh, elected officials are, are are looked at as as the individuals who get the 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 acclaim. When in reality, what's 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 happening is that. I work for the 318,000 people in 36th Sanitary District. Mm. I am their employee, right? And much like any employer-employee relationship, there has to be a give and take. Um, I I ask that um, my constituents come to me when they have issues and concerns, but they give me the time and the ability and and my wonderful staff, the time and the ability to be able to solve their problems. Um, and, and, And in the same vein, I can't, in good faith, ask for people to come vote for me if I'm not holding up to my end of the bargain, if I'm not doing everything I can to ensure that I'm delivering for the people of my constituents, much of my, of my constituency, not just from a um, on the ground perspective, but most importantly, that from a policy perspective. I'm a policymaker and it's my job to ensure that I'm drafting laws that will enact great societal change and make people's lives in my district better in the entire state.
1: A lot of conversation, um, state senator, about the bail rollback, uh, especially here in New York. Police I'm hearing on various shows are, are upset because they say the people who they arrested, who were looting, they put them in jail. They'll be out in 24 hours because they can't be held. On the other side, there are folks who are saying, hey, listen, uh, don't try to roll this back okay, don't try to hold this up and change things now because of this situation. Explain what, what both sides are talking about.
0: So, so what, what happened was in New York State up until the last legislative session, um, an individual's freedom seems to have been predicated upon the amount of money that they had or did not have. Um, I, I, I believe that wealth-based detention is abhorrent. I believe um, I do believe in public safety. I have a wife and two small children, and I want them to be safe. But I also believe that if we're truly going to be innocent until proven guilty, that we can't have a system that criminalizes poverty. You see, um, uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, was able to post bail despite how, however, heinous his crimes previously alleged, now convicted were. Um, your average individual that, that, that is accused of something. And I want to, I want to be, be mindful that, that we talk about, that we say simply accused And so it's convicted. Um, yeah. that's That's accused of something. doesn't have that type of money to be able to say, you know what, here, here's this money that, that won't materially affect their lives. And, and if you, and if you're incarcerated for something that, that, that you didn't do, um, forget about the mental language, which is a completely different story for another day in another segment. Economically, you're going to suffer. You're going to lose your place of employment. Um, you, are, you are going to be incarcerated for a significant period of time if you don't have that money to be able to pay bail. Um, and again, the point of bail is not to incarcerate. Bail is simply supposed to guarantee a return to court. That is the intent of bail. And bail has been misapplied and misused uh, in, in our in our society in our country for quite some time. Um, so I, I, I want our prosecutors to be able to um, prosecute those who have done uh, wrongdoing to our communities. Uh, but but I also don't think that people should be in jail solely because they don't have the ability to pay bail.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that 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 explains it very well. A lot of conversation state Senate, about voting absentee ballots early voting now because of COVID 19 how can we find out what options we have because because this is that four-year election all right and yes you're right you're supposed to vote every year but this is the big one (laughs) this is the real big one so how do we know what 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 our options are
0: so again this is about knowing where you're where you're um who your representatives are and reaching out to them about these about the absentee ballot. So New York State this year's primary, if, if there if there is a primary, it is going to be on June 23rd, and you can and you can request an absentee ballot and no excuse absentee ballot because of the COVID 19 crisis this year. But one of the great things that we finally did in New York State last year, and it, and it was uh, a good friend of mine, Zelno Noramiri, a brother who I've known for. Um, uh, quite some time. He, he's also a state senator and, and his bill allowed early voting in, in New York state. So we, we have early voting now and we have absentee ballots. So there there should not be an excuse why somebody within the sound of my voice that is enrolled in a party that has a primary should not be voting on June 23rd. I don't, I don't think there's there's an excuse. And then after that, we have the same we have the same um the same thing for election day which is this year November 3rd and so we have we, we consolidated state and local primaries in New York they used to be in June and September but um, we did we made everything state local and federal primaries in all in June so we have June 23rd November 3rd that's when you should be heard
1: so state senator here here's what you're here's what you've said to me basically in our chat tonight and I warned you that this was going to be a basic lesson in legislature and laws and stuff. And, and, and what you, what you've said to us is, uh, do your homework, go online, find out who represents you, find out what they stand for. Okay. Go to them, ask questions, make your vote count because these are things. If we want to turn things around, if we are unhappy, if there's things in our community, we don't like, there's a way there's leverage that we have because we have voted previously or going out to vote that we can turn some things around and we have to do the work on our own.
0: I would say that's a great start, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, I think that's an incredible start for us to have. I think that it's also as much as you hold elected officials accountable, um, we have to hold each other accountable. And that means me as a, as a, as a constituent to my other elected officials that, that represent me, as well as, um, as well as the state center, I have to be, I have to be, be willing to meet people, whether it's halfway a quarter way, whatever level of my ability is to meet someone, I have to be willing to do that. Um, and in government, we recognize that there are some people who can't meet us any part of the way. And that's when we have to make sure that we go out there and serve as that, uh, safety net for them. But by and large, I represent a district of again of three hundred eighteen thousand people, and I would say this that I, I, me and my staff, we do our best to figure out everything that's happening, but there is no possibility that we can know everything that's happening in my district if you're not telling us. Speak up, make sure your voices are heard, and then hold us accountable for it.
1: Last question: How do we turn this around? How do we? And it's going to be a long road. I got it. How do we begin to? Make sure everybody understands that this was a turning point, that that this man was murdered by law enforcement officers. And look, state senator, I'm going to say it. it's obvious. We know that all the police are not bad. We know that all of them do. Most of them do a phenomenal job. They put their lives on the line. Understood. We thank them for what they do. But there are a few. And quite frankly, state senator, those few bad ones make it awful for the ones who are doing the work they're supposed to be doing. The police who are who are part of PAL, the, who are or in the communities who are doing positive things after they get off their shift or on their days off. We understand that. But so everybody can come together and say, you know what? We need to make a change. How do we do it? How do we start?
0: Larry, you, 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 you took a lot of my answer, man, <laughs> in the question, but no, but, but in all seriousness, like, like any, any, any interview that I've given recently, and, and I'm the lead sponsor of a bill called, um, it's a, the repeal of 50A, which, which talks about police disciplinary records. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have this binary, this, this binary idea in our society that if you're pro something, you have to be anti something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, it, and that's not the case. I, I'm a Knicks fan. But I'm not an anti everybody else in the NBA fan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like to make it a sports analogy, you said it. The vast majority of police are not only good; they're great. They do things that I can't do. They run into danger when I run away. There is like, so, like, just because you want accountability from your police officers and to be able to know who's policing you, that doesn't mean that you don't respect police. And I, I want to make that abundantly clear. Um, at the same time, I think there's a recognition now in society. There's a recognition now that finally people understand why Mahmoud Abdul raouf didn't stand sometimes and why uh-huh. Colin Kaepernick no. knelt. Okay. People are finally understanding that. And, it's, and it has nothing to do with people trying to do something for the sake of doing it. It is a belief in silent, quiet protest. And and people had a problem with Colin when he took that knee peacefully protesting because you didn't hear us when Eric Garner got choked in um, Staten Island when Ramali Graham had cops running into his house Sean Bell and Anthony Baez and Ant- and Eleanor Bumper and the list goes on and on and on they 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 didn't hear us when we said their names before but now what we seen with George Floyd people were starting to realize that this is something that we all need to change together. And those of us with the privilege and the ability to do so we must act as a legislator. I must act or else I'm not sufficient and and not fit for the job. If I'm not acting at a pivotal point like this, this is, this is the job. This is where, this is where, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. It's not just taking pictures and, and, and being able to, to to do cool things, it's it's taking tough votes and doing tough things, and um, I think people are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel.
1: It, it's very simple. When you go for a job interview, people look at your record, and that determines whether you get the job or not. That's standard, and it should be the same for law enforcement officers. If they have issues, if they have records, they have problems on their record. Then they either should be reassigned or some other option, but they should not be on the streets. It's very simple, state senator. It's real simple to me. It's real simple. The same.
0: It's the same thing in any job. And you want accountability with your elected officials. You want accountability with your teachers, your doctors, your lawyers, your nurses. We want accountability. Um, But at the same time, you know, we we simply just can't say that because we want accountability. Because we want transparency. Because we 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 want to know who is, um, po- who who the people that are policing our streets, um, that we're that we're not supportive of our brothers and sisters in law enforcement who risk their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess I'll I'll bring it back to that. We I think we did, there's a consistent recognition that that takes place. But um, I, I just I, I just want to drive home the point that. Times like this are where we really have to continue the positive effect that we've had. We have to continue the togetherness that we have. We have to be able to continue that because we can't just keep it up for two weeks and then let it fall by the wayside. That that, that leaves us in a worse place than, we, than, we, um, than we've been before.
1: The work begins when the protest ends because eventually it will. And and that's when the real work begins to make sure that it's not the the whole idea is not hijacked again. That's that's the that's challenge we have, and and it's going to be a big one. State Senator Jamal Bailey for the thirty sixth district of the New York State Senate. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Always good to talk to you, Larry. Going forward,
0: just call me Jamal, man. The the the, the senator stuff is the, the, the rather rather formal, but I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for the time and opportunity. I appreciate it.
1: I appreciate that and I will do that going forward, but you, you've earned the, you've earned the respect, my friend. So you get it. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks. You and your family stay well. You as take well. Care. Dr. Right. You and Jeanette, take care. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast
0: with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.